Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Abundant Life. It's so good to be here on the last Sunday of the year 2020. Though it hasn't been a, a great year in terms of being comfortable because of the pandemic, yet we can say God is good. I want you to take a moment to chat your praise for a moment, that we can praise God that we have made it to the last Sunday of the year, that God has been good to us. He's been faithful. Maybe, maybe God has brought you out of something this year that was really, really, really devastating. But God is a good God, and so you want to give him praise. Put it in the chat box. Just, just chat something that you're praising God for life. You're praising him for health. You're praising him for finances. You're praising him because you still have some income. And, and if you lost your job, you're praising him that he still provides. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so we're glad this morning that we can stand and we can worship and we can praise. And I trust that as you've uh, been a part of the worship experience, the presence of God is in your home. The presence of God is right where you are, that you can feel his peace around you and his, his love surrounding you. So as we come today with the word of God, we want to share a word uh, that will take us into the next year. Yes, right, next year. Um, we're, all, we're only days away from next year. And, and God has given me a word and given me a thought for you for next year. And uh, here we are going to just share something I pray that will bless you. Uh, so get your tablet, get your phone, get on the app, and let's uh, follow along as the Lord would speak to us out of his word. I want to call your attention to a very familiar portion of scripture found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to verse 34. And this is... Uh, the Sermon of the, on the Mount, where Jesus uh, began to teach his disciples. And it's a portion of that sermon. It's not the complete sermon. That's a long sermon that Jesus preached. But it's a very short part of the sermon. And I want you to hear it today because God has something to say to you. And he has something to say to me out of this text this morning. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. And it reads, it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or your body, what you are wear, is it not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow it is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And each day has enough trouble of its own. Here is the reading of the word. This, this word comes out of the Sermon of the Mount where Jesus is teaching his disciples. I want to ask you a question. And the question is, uh, what are you worrying about these days? 
What, what are you worrying about these days? Are, are you worried about your clothes, your food, your education, your finances, your health? What, what, are, what are you worried about these days? Because when we worry, it reflects what we are devoted to. In other words, here's what I want you to know, that um, many times we worry, but we don't necessarily connect it to what we are devoted to. The things that we're worried about, we are actually have a devotion to those things. They're precious to us. They're valuable to us, and that's why we worry about them. And so Jesus understood the connection between our worries and our devotion. And so what he's actually zeroing on, he's, he's actually telling us, you know, we don't need to worry about these things because, first of all, worry will paralyze us. That worry brings us in a position where we are not going to respond or react like, like we're supposed to. It's challenging when we worry. It brings stress into our lives. It allows uh, things to happen in our physical bodies that shouldn't be happening. But more importantly, when we think about and we worry about and we are so concerned about things, it really focuses on where we have placed our devotion. And so Jesus is actually talking about worry, but also he's really focusing in on devotion. Today I want to share a word with you entitled Kingdom Living, A New Approach to Life. Kingdom Living, A New Approach to Life. This, this passage is a very encouraging passage, and I, I've read it over and over again as I read the Sermon on the Mount many, many times and heard it preached by others many times. Um, and this is something that really is very, very, uh, gives us a solace because God is a God who really cares about our struggles, our problems, our difficulties, and also the things that we worry about. And so Jesus is talking about anxiety, and he, he really begins to focus in because he realizes that the disciples, like us, have lives, they have their families, they have their business, and they do have everyday worries, everyday concerns. And so he knows that. And so he talks about why worrying is not good. And he says it's not good, and you don't need to worry because he shares three important principles. He says, well, you don't need to worry because of this, because you don't need to worry because the Father knows what you need, and he provides for you. In verse uh, 26, he says that when you're worried, you can look at a bird. And then when you look at birds, and they're flying around, and, and we're in New England, so some, many of the birds have gone the flown south for the winter, they're actually gone because the snow has covered uh, many of the, the, the lawns and our streets. Uh, we have a snow that actually that's covering our streets right now and the trees are actually bare, but uh, the birds go down for the summer and they fly away for the summer and then somehow they're able to find food. I don't know how and where they find food exactly, but they do find food because God feeds them. He created them. And he says, look, if a bird can find food, aren't you more valuable than a bird or a sparrow? And he will feed you. God has a way of providing for us in some very, very, very 
powerful ways that he does it. If God has provided for you even this year, won't you just say, Lord, thank you for provision. Thank you that he sent provision to you. It might have come through a neighbor. It might have come through your job. It might have come through different means, but he provided for you. I'm thankful that God provides for me. Every day he said he will provide for us. So I don't need to worry because God can provide for a bird. He can certainly take care of you. The second thing he says, you don't need to worry because it's important to have faith and trust God in these moments. Do you know that during this pandemic season, this time where we're in, this uh, uh, still looking to uh, actually press through this difficulty, um, I want to just advise you that you have faith in God. I want to encourage you to have faith in God, to trust him in these, in these moments that, you know, because we can't control it. And when we can't control it, it's important for us to understand that, you know what? We need to trust God who has everything under control. He says you don't need to worry because we're people of faith. If you're a person of faith, you don't need to worry. You, you, you can just kind of sit back for a moment and just trust God because you have faith in him. That's all about, about trusting him even with the very needs that are happening in, in your life right now. You can trust him. He says, if God knows how to clothe grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, won't he clothe you, O ye of little faith? He questions our faith. Whenever we worry, it's a question about our faith. We want to be people who trust God even in times like these. See, there's no promise that it's going to get better in a number of days as the calendar turns to January 1st. But you know what? God's the same. God, we can trust him. And if you trusted him all through from March all the way down to December, you can actually keep on trusting him because he's faithful. The third thing he says is you, uh, you don't need to worry because the father takes care of your future needs. So not only does he have my needs taken care of, in the present, but he also will take care of my needs in the future. He says, start worrying what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. And you don't have to run after every, anything because, you know what, that's not really going to do you much good either. And you can't add anything to your life. And you don't need to worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has its own problems. He says, you know what, tomorrow is going to have some of its own issues. So why worry about that? He says, make sure that you know I can take care of your future needs. I can take care of what is before you. You haven't even gotten to next year yet. We haven't even turned the calendar yet. And sometimes we're worried about what's going on. I was listening to uh, the television show, um, actually a, a documentary. And um, there, were, there were people who were actually worried, worried about what's going to happen you know, what's, what, what's going to happen? Uh, am I able to go to graduation next year in May? Well, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. What, what's, what's it going to be like after we get the vaccine? We don't know. But there's a lot of people worried about that. And so what we need to understand and know, that we need to recognize that God has our future in his hands. And he's able 
to meet your needs in the future because his name is Jehovah Jireh. He's always a provider. Now, those three things, if I was sitting with, with the disciples, I would sit there and say, wow, those three things are good. I mean, we can just go right now and be out. Sermon over. Done. The sermon is over. That's great. Three points, conclusion. God's going to take care of it. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. All right. We got it now. We can trust him. We trust him with our needs in the present. We trust him in our future. All right. What more do we need to hear? And then he comes up with a but. He comes up with a but. Um, I can imagine when the disciples are sitting there and they're just kind of like raving like, wow, my needs are going to be taken care of both past, present, and future. They said, that's all I need to hear. And then Jesus said, well, but, but, don't go away yet. Don't get your coat. Don't run out yet. I have something else to tell you. He says, verse 33. Let's go to verse 32. He says, um, Pagans run after things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need those things. He said the world runs after people that don't have faith. That's what a pagan is. A pagan's a person that doesn't have any faith in God, does not believe in God. He says you are not to respond in a way that pagans do or people that don't have any faith do. He says here's what you need to do. Seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jesus puts this in a framework where he says, I've given you a list of things not to do, but I've given you one thing to do. Do you know that it's kind of interesting that Jesus says, okay, here's three things you shouldn't do, and I just want you to do this one thing. And that is, I want you to seek first the kingdom of God. So what does seeking mean? What does this mean to seek? It means to actually, I, I, I search for something and I don't give up searching for it until I find it. I mean, the, the other day, I was, I was headed out and I was actually trying to go to the store to pick up a few things. And um, as I'm ready to leave, I put my coat on and I... I got my boots on and I'm ready to go out and uh, I can't find my keys, can't find my car keys. And I'm looking for my car keys and I said, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's in my jacket somewhere and I'm feeling around in my pockets and my keys are not there. And I said, well, maybe it's upstairs. So I go back upstairs and I'm looking around on my nightstand and I can't find the keys. No keys are there. And I said, well, maybe it's down on kitchen table. And I'm thinking of all the places by which I kind of like dropped things inadvertently. And I looked everywhere where I could think of, and the keys weren't there. And I started to get really worried. I said, well, maybe, maybe I dropped them in the street. Maybe, maybe I'm left, I left them at one of the stores that I was in just a few hours ago. I, 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 was, I was so perplexed about where my keys were. And I called my wife, and I said, please, help me find my keys. I can't do anything. Have you ever lost something so important that you just had to stop everything? You just stopped everything and said, everything has got to stop until I find this. I can't do anything without my keys. So I just had to stop everything and just try to find it. So I looked upstairs again. I ran back upstairs and searched around. I searched through a bag that I had, and I started looking through the bag. 
And I couldn't find the keys. And so I'm like, where are my keys? I have no idea where it is. So my wife is looking around, and she starts kind of feeling around, you know, and, and looking in places that I just looked. And she looks in the bag that I just looked in, but this time she shook the bag. She shook the bag, and she said, I hear something in the bag, and it sounds like your keys. I said, well, I just looked in there. I was, I was feeling around all the compartments, and I, I thought I checked everywhere. But she was right. She found the keys. She shook the bag. And sometimes you got to do everything, like what I call shake the trees almost, to find the thing that you really need. So Jesus is talking about you got to search and you got to go after it until you really find it, the thing called the kingdom. Until you get the grasp on the kingdom, you can't give up searching. He says, seek the kingdom. And not only did he say seek the kingdom, but he says seek first the kingdom. So when he says the word first, it means simply first in rank, first in order, the first thing at the top of the list. Jesus is telling his disciples, when you're seeking the kingdom, don't put it last on your list. Don't put it as something that you get around to doing later on in life or when you get a chance. He says, put it first. Put it the first thing that you do. Put it in place in the order of primary. It's primary. It's a priority. He says, seek first the kingdom. And do you know that when we start, start thinking about priorities, Priorities can change very quickly depending on what is happening. Do you know COVID has changed a lot of our priorities, hasn't it? It, it has shuffled things around. It has, it has basically making us take a look at what's really important and what's really not important. But here he is. Jesus is saying that in the midst of a concern, a worry, a trial, a difficulty, something that you are so disturbed about, rather than running, here and there, seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. Put it in first place. Have you put the kingdom in this proper place? Or is the kingdom something that you just seek, at, seek when you just kind of need something? Is it like the spare tire that you kind of take out, your, out when you have a flat, only in emergencies? But Jesus is not saying that. Jesus is saying, I want you to put the kingdom first. The kingdom, what is the kingdom? The, the kingdom is God's rule. It is God's authority. It is God's ordained way of doing things. It's, it's about his rulership, how he rules and how he does things. It's about his dominion. It's about his purpose. It's about his plan. And he says, put my plan at the top, put my purpose at the top, put my, my, my organized way of doing things, my methods at the top of your list. Don't do it like the world does it. I have a whole different approach. And, and he's talking to the disciples because he says, disciples, here's a different approach that you're not used to. You're not used to this kind of approach of putting the kingdom first. 
you're used to putting other stuff in front of that. And he's saying, if you put the kingdom first, this new approach to life is going to add so much blessing to you, and it will keep you out of worry. That's amazing. You mean if I do this one thing, it'll keep me from what? Yes, it will. Because now my priorities are different. My outlook is different. The way I'm doing things are different. And also, my devotion is going to be different. Let me ask you a question. Do you want something different this year coming into 2021? It's, it's, it's more than just the, the flip of the calendar that says, hey, if I, because it's a new year, I'm going to have a new life. Not necessarily. If you enter 2021 with the same mindset, the same focus, it's only going to be the turning of a calendar, not the change of your life. See, there are so many people that want a change in their life, but they don't want to somehow switch around some of their priorities. They don't want to do any type of alteration. You see, when Jesus came in with his message, it actually started with John. And when John came in, he preached the gospel of the kingdom, and he said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. What does repentance mean? Repentance means to change your mind, to change your way of thinking. Nothing really will change unless you change your mind. You don't want to enter a new year with the same old mind. To have a change, you need to have a new mind, and that is the mind for the kingdom. So he says here, in seeking the kingdom first, we have to make that a priority. Richard Blackaby he gives this definition of the kingdom. He says, to seek the kingdom of God is to abide with the king. And when we live in his presence and follow his purpose, he, meaning God, takes the responsibility for our needs. But why be responsible for something that you don't have to be responsible for? It's kind of, it's, it's stressful. If I have to meet all my needs, that can be very stressful. But God said, if you put the kingdom first, he takes the responsibility to meet your needs because he's your child. He, he's your father. He's, he's the one who provides for you. And the kingdom is something that we all have to put as primary, not secondary. Stephen Covey, uh, who wrote the book First Things First, he said the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but schedule your priorities. Do you know that will bring you into a different place? If you stop scheduling just stuff on your list and putting it on your list of things, what they call the to-do list, you know what the to-do list is, right? It's this long list of things that you just, just got to get done. But the question is, are you doing the things that relate to your priorities. It's a travesty that many people are busy, but are they achieving and are they accomplishing priorities? Are they missing their priorities? 
God is saying to us as the church that we need to understand that our priorities come out of the kingdom. We're seeking first the kingdom, the king, and all the things that he has planned for our lives. Our theme for this year in 2021 is kingdom living. That's our theme this year, kingdom living. And the reason why our theme is kingdom living, because we have to make the kingdom number one in 2001. 2021, 2021, 2021 has come. Let's make the kingdom number one in 2021. Let's make the kingdom a priority. Let's make the kingdom our new approach to life. See, God has called all of us for a purpose. And when we seek the kingdom of God, we seek his rule, his reign, his authority, and we come under his lordship, everything that you need is provided for you. Healing is provided for you. Wisdom is provided for you. Peace is provided for you. Financial provision is provided for you. Relationship is provided for you. God will give you all of that by seeking first the kingdom. So as we approach this year, I want to invite you to be a kingdom seeker. I want to invite you to become a person that says, you know, I've been seeking a lot of things this year. There's a lot going on, and I have a lot of plans going on, and I have a lot of this going on. But I want you to kind of just say, Lord, help me to seek first, to make the kingdom primary. I want to make the kingdom number one in 2021 because it's a new approach to life. As you reflect upon what has happened in the last nine to 10 months, I would say this, it has really challenged us to take a new approach to life, hasn't it? It has made us think about how we live our lives and and what we need to do to really make the best of a bad situation. For some businesses, they had to switch up on their product lines. For some people, they had to change their homes around to accommodate their children learning at home. For some people, they had to learn how to get on Zoom. I mean, there are so many people I talk, talk to about, you know, how, how do you communicate with your, your family and how do you communicate with your people at your workplace? And they said, oh, I go on Zoom and I go on Google Teams and I do all of these different types of networks that actually help people come together. I said, would you have done that pre-COVID? Probably not. Some people were just actually scared of computers. They're like, nope, don't do that. I don't, I don't really know and do computers. But because of the pandemic, it has forced upon us a new approach. Even here at Abundant Life, you're, you're, you're at home watching, you're, you're listening maybe in your car, or you're listening on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, whatever day you're listening to this broadcast. And it has made us take a different approach to ministry. 
So in this year, we can't live the same way we've been living before with the same old approaches. We have to have a new approach to life, which is the kingdom. And if we seek first his kingdom, everything else that God has for us will be added to us. I want to pray for you today because as we take this journey, even as a church, as we, as we unpack this understanding of what it really means to have a kingdom approach and have a kingdom life and live according to the principles and the rule of Jesus Christ and allowing him to be Lord of our lives, this is an opportunity for us to receive great blessing. And while COVID is still going on, we don't know all the effects and impact in the several months to come. But this I know, that if we seek the kingdom, God said he will add everything we need to us. So I want to pray for you. Perhaps you're worried today. Perhaps you're concerned. Perhaps you, you, you're, you're trying to think of what should you do in the beginning of the year? What should be your focus in the beginning of the year? Let the kingdom be your primary focus. Make the kingdom number one in 2021. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and thank you, Lord, for this moment. I pray, Lord, that this is an opportunity for us to redirect our attention to the thing that you said is going to help us overcome anxiety and worry and fear. Lord, we just trust you today, Father, because you have been good and you are a good God. We know, Lord, that in the midst of all that is happening, it's easy for us to get caught up and, and to go down rabbit trails and to get lost in all types of activity and fail to do the one thing that is going to bring the results that will calm our souls, calm our hearts, and keep us from anxiety. So, Lord, we pray that we would we repent, that we would use a different approach, which is seeking the kingdom. We thank you. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, perhaps you're listening to this, this message today on the last Sunday of the year, and you, you're not a Christian. You don't, you're not born again. You don't, you, you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Maybe you went to church, and maybe uh, at one time you were raised in Sunday school, or you, you attended uh, some type of Bible study program but you really don't have a relationship with the Lord, I'd like to lead you in a prayer that you may receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. He loves you. He died for you. And out of that, he will meet your needs right where you are if you seek the kingdom. So I want to pray a prayer. If you desire to open your heart to the Lord, I want to pray this prayer. Would you pray this after me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for your love for your kindness, and for your faithfulness. Lord, thank you for coming to earth, for dying on the cross, for being buried, and for rising again. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I want to be your child. I want to have a relationship with you. Be my Lord and Savior from this day forward, in Jesus' name, amen.
If you said that prayer, I'd like you to text. You can text it to this number, 833-300-0670. I just mentioned again, 833-300-0670. Or if you just need prayer, you can text prayer to this number, 833-300-0670. That's the number for prayer as well. So if you need prayer, if you gave your life to Christ, please let us know and we'll encourage you and follow you up and give you some materials and share with you how you can continue your relationship with the Lord. Well, God bless you. And you know, may heaven smile upon you. Happy New Year. And may the Lord bless you. And we're going to come and we're going to share a blessing over you. So stay tuned as we just share some thoughts with you about what God has in store for us for the year. God bless you. And now we welcome you to our Let's Talk About It section. This is where we get to debrief the message that Bishop has shared with us. And he said so many great things. So Bishop, today I just want to kind of process this with you, especially since you're giving us direction about where we're going in 2021. One of the first things that you talked about in the message today of kingdom living, a new approach to life. You started off talking about the fact that we worry and that we worry about the things that we're devoted to. And I know that kind of got me away. So I started going through my list of the things I'm devoted to. And so it seems like it would be a natural thing to worry about the stuff we're devoted to. But it seems here that also Jesus has something else in mind with that. Yeah, it's one of the things that just kind of it occurred to me that Anytime I have a worry or have a concern, it is, it is more than just a concern. It is more than just that. If it's, I'm turning over at night and, mm-hmm. and thinking and thinking and like, where is it? What's going to happen? Um, it means more than just it's a worry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something to that. Um, the reason why you say it's, a dev- it's something we're devoted to because things that we value, mm-hmm. it, it really points to the things that we really care about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, some of those things can actually be idols. Mm. We don't think of idols being, you know, our cars or, or a person, uh, or, a person mm-hmm. or money. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't think about those things all the time. But... It's, a, it's, it's pointed to something that it, it's really taking a position that God should have. And mm-hmm. so when that thing is disrupted, when that thing is, is not functioning and not the way it's supposed to be and why we think or we're not right. getting we're we out think. of it, what right. we want out of it, right. Right. Um, our lives are pretty much uh, turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really an indicator that if I'm, if I'm so worried about these particular things mm-hmm. in my life, does it really have the place that God should have? Mm. Is it is my playing so much importance on it right. that it becomes an idol? Right. right. Um, does it become my salvation? Does it become my my strength or my mm. source that I go to mm-hmm. when I mm-hmm. need help and I need assistance? That's the worrying. That's when That's we start worry. to worry. So thus, when you noted about we become like pagans, we become like people who don't have faith and don't believe yep. because we're worrying. So how do we kind of shift some of that around? Because it's, I mean, I have to be honest, sometimes it's hard not to worry about our family members, our jobs, especially with what's happening now. How do we begin to shift that 
and put our trust in God instead of putting our trust, because we say it. You know, as Christians, we say, oh, my trust is in God, my trust is in God. But the reality is sometimes our trust, God is second, not really first. Well, well what strikes me about the passage when he says, you know, you don't want to be a pay, like a pagan that runs after these things or mm -hmm. unbeliever, mm -hmm. that it's possible that I could actually live my life being a Christian, being a pastor, mm -hmm. and... I could actually live my life and say that, yes, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is my priority, but I live like he's mm. not. Mm. Um, so I could actually live like he doesn't exist. So true. That it's, it's important to understand that Jesus is actually saying the kingdom, the mm -hmm. kingdom must be sought after first. And to do that, we must allow all these things that we think so, are so important, mm -hmm to have their rightful place. Right. And it's not necessarily to right. be first, first in our life. Not first. And yeah. so um, I think with the pandemic, and as I was thinking about my own reflection mm -hmm. of my own life in this pandemic, mm -hmm. um, I found so many things that I thought were so so important and things I said, oh boy, I never could do without it, but right. it came to right. a point where I had to do without it. <laughs> right. right. And I came right. to a point where I had to make some decisions to do without it. Mm -hmm. um, but at this, at, at, at this, focus of the kingdom the kingdom is a radical message and you have mm -hmm. to get to the root and that's what it means to be radical mm. being radical means to get to the root of things mm -hmm. what why am i so dependent mm. on that thing mm -hmm. that if there's a disruption my whole life comes apart right right that's some hard work to do to right. get to the root of why is this not first or why did i make this first right. instead of truly trusting god for provision and I think that's, some, that's kind of the work you're inviting us in to do right now at the end of the year as we reflect. Because in order for us to shift to this new approach in 2021, mm -hmm. it's going to require a change in our thinking before we get changes in our actions. Right, and that's, and that's why he, the opening of the, the passage, or, or, or Matthew, mm -hmm. it, 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 when John the Baptist preaches... He says, repent for the kingdom of, yes. of heaven is, is near you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The word repentance means to change your mind, change mm -hmm. your way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. just to feel sorry for, about, about a particular sin. thing right. or about sin, right. though the godly sorrow yes. brings forth repentance. Mm -hmm. But we, we can't stop at just, well, I just turned my life to Jesus and I repented. And right. No, there's a lot of repenting that you have to do Ongoing. because you have to yes. have this understanding that your mind, mm -hmm. your mind needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and uh, we're, we're not there yet. I'm not there yet. Right. And I, and I'm, right. As a human being, I'm just saying, look, um, there's, some, there's some things that I need to pursue that's mm -hmm. inside the kingdom that I, that, that I need to pursue. And, right. and that's going to be some, some changes in my thinking, my new approaches that I have to take mm -hmm. in order to have that happen. Mm -hmm. And as you invite abundant life into this shift, as it were, into this new approach in 2021, there are a couple of things you said from the scripture that one, things will be added to us. And then secondly, you said it would keep us out of worry. And I think that's a good place for us to be in. And as a result of that, our priorities will be different. Our outlook will be different and our devotions will be different. So say a little bit more about that as we're shifting into a kingdom approach. How do those priorities, the outlook and the direction, how do they become different? Well, when, when you're seeking the kingdom, um, you're actually seeking 
out what does it really mean to live under the the rule mm -hmm. and the authority of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Where Jesus is not just your savior, he's your Lord. That means he is the one who is directing your life. Okay. He's the one that you're serving. Mm -hmm. and, and just as you might understand that, you know, as a servant, mm -hmm. you know, the master is responsible right. to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. responsible to take care of you. Mm -hmm. And and when it comes to this this whole idea of how do we, how is our life lived out? Mm -hmm. Well, for example, when Jesus um, answered the question uh, when he was under trial, he says, you know, I hear you're a king. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, yeah, I, I am a king. Mm -hmm. He said, are you a king? Yeah, I'm king. Right. But my kingdom is not of this world. Right. My, my, because if the, if the kingdom was of this world, my, right. my servants would be fighting one right. another. Right. So Jesus was always saying that, the methods that I use mm -hmm. are so different mm -hmm. than the methods of the world. Mm. And so the methods that we use and the methods that we live by, the mm -hmm. principles that we live by mm -hmm. are different than the principles mm. that we may have learned prior mm. to our mm -hmm. salvation. So it sounds like there's some unlearning that's going to need to take place as well as some learning. So we, we need to get ready for some unlearning as well as some learning in order to walk in this new kingdom mandate. And even as you said that, when we make the kingdom a priority, that when we do so, that God takes the responsibility to meet our needs. So it thought, I thought of God as a father and even as a parent, that when, my, when our children made our home their priority, we were responsible, and even the IRS said, the government says, you're responsible for food, shelter, and clothing for, those, for the children that we gave birth to. Um, but that when we make God's kingdom, biblically, when we make God's kingdom a priority, then he takes a responsibility to meet our needs. And we don't have to worry, which brings us all the way back to brings the beginning to of the, the scripture. Right. We, we, worry, we worry about God's part. Mm -hmm. And many times we worry about God's part because we're in control or we right. like control. Mm -hmm. If you like control, yeah. you have a lot to worry about. Oops. <laughs> yeah, if you like control, right. you, you have right. a lot to worry about. Because right. anytime we, we feel that something is out of our control, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it brings a lot of panic. Yes. It brings, you know, when I, I, when I feel like I, I, I had control mm -hmm. and now I don't, right. Right. <laughs> that brings a lot of panic. It brings a lot of uh, stress. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think in this, in, this, in this season, what God is doing is resetting yeah. and recalibrating good his people mm -hmm. that, you know, all through this pandemic, you're not in control. Right. I can, you know, this is, this is happening all over the world. We are not in control. Mm -hmm. um, we can react, right. but we're not in control. Right. And so if we allow God to be God mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we allow ourselves to follow his lead and follow his, his direction, it takes the stress off. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I watch young people, and um, you know, parents that have small children. Mm -hmm. They're not worried about working. Right. They're not worried about they're are they going to have a. They're not worried <laughs> about that stuff. They're saying, right. "What we having for dinner?" Right. right. You know, because they already know that the parent has probably worked that out, and if yes. they haven't worked it out, they're going to work it out. Right. 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 So, we have a father, and mm -hmm. we need to rely on the father to work what he does mm -hmm. and work out what he does. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's a learning process, especially if you've mm -hmm. always had to mm -hmm. um, 
go it alone and deal it with it yourself and control things and manipulate it and plan it out and right. figure it out and use this one and use that one. Right. You, you can rely on the Father's guidance mm -hmm. to provide for you. Right. So this is going to be a new approach to life. Well, thank you, Bishop, for sharing that word with us and having an opportunity to talk with you about it. Thank you. We're grateful.